0: Hey onesies, Josh Williams here and thanks for checking out the one man podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe because it's always free and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow one man podcast and all the major Socials and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is DJ DeMers. I'm K Trevor Wilson.
1: Hey, it's Krista Allen.
0: Hi, this is Rick Mercer. What's
1: up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah. yeah.
0: My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 214 for Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. How's it going, onesies? You guys doing good? Living your best lives, enjoying the sunshine uh, or summertime where you may be? Hmm? Are you? Let me just tell you this, guys. Intro One Man Podcast. What is it? It is me, comedian Josh Williams, telling you what's going on with me personally, professionally, all sorts of wacky thoughts in under my head. That's what this podcast is right? Just learning a little bit about me and what happened in the past week. And I will tell you guys that I watched some movies and shows this last week. I did some physical labor. What? Um, I've <laughs> just been, uh, been helping out with some tasks for people, which has made me feel useful. This old dog who is not doing comedy, uh, still has some, uh, some use in him. So I'll tell you guys about that. Uh, I had a doctor's appointment and spent some time with someone I haven't seen in a long time. Made me very, very happy to do. I got some really good news, um, and I'll tell you a little bit about it, but it's kind of one of those things where the ink isn't dry yet. So I do not want to, uh, jinx it. Everything looks good, but I don't want to jinx it. Um, and then for, of course we've got a top five coming up, the, uh, the shittiest movie, all that fun stuff in the podcast. So let's just hit the ground running and I'll tell you guys uh, a little bit about some of the, uh, the stuff I got going on. So why don't I start with this, this really good news stuff so I can cross it off my board. So, um, some good news is I started a, another program for skip. So I'll be doing some decal replacement in Ottawa. I got about a hundred locations uh, to do, which will be some good money in my pocket. So I found this out. I'm going to share this with you guys. Actually. Um, this is for the Canadian listeners, American listeners. Uh, sorry. I mean, feel free to learn a little bit about the, the <laughs> I guess the, uh, the can the Canadian subsidies and whatnot, but I just recently learned this week. So I, of course, as a comedian and a guy who works in marketing, who hasn't been doing any of that stuff. Um, I have the, um, I have the, the, uh, pleasure the blessing the privilege let's call it it's definitely a privilege uh, of living in canada so uh all of us out of work people due to COVID, we've had a really decent government subsidy for more than a year now um, two grand a month, which luckily for me is exactly what I need to live on. Um, I've taken the odd gig here and there, but really, it's it's the subsidy that's kept me alive. It's originally called the CERB. If you're Googling it, that stands for uh, originally it was the Canada Canadian Emergency Recovery uh bonus or benefit. Um, and then they shortened it to the CRB, the Canada Recovery Benefit. Um. And so the idea is, uh, basically just every two weeks, you just log in. Yep. Still unemployed. <laughs> and, uh, and then they send you a little subsidy. So they've been over the course of the last year or so, like, Hey, it's good for four months or, or X amount of weeks. Right. So they're like, we're, we're giving you 500. It was basically 500 bucks a week. Right. So like any kind of job where you get paid every two weeks, every two weeks you'd get, you know, um, originally it was, you'd get a thousand bucks. And then after a while they're like, oh, it turns out a lot of people are spending this money and they're not putting any, like it is a taxable benefit. So, um, the idea is like, you know, if you get a thousand dollars, you still have to, it counts as income. So it's coming from the government, but it's still income. You need to pay taxes on that at the end of the year and people are just spending everything that they got. So when they extended it and turned it into the Canada recovery benefit, what they changed it to was that you would get, still get 500 bucks a week, but the government was going to keep 10% of that. So every two weeks, instead of getting a thousand dollars, you'd get 900. Hey, but at least the government's keeping a little piece of that. You know, it's basically like they were taxing it off your paycheck, right? So at least people are paying taxes because everyone was like, what? I owe you money back. This isn't just free gravy. So, um, that's what they did. Now, uh, originally it was my understanding that like sometime this month, the, the CRB was running out and, and people always contact me, people, friends and family that know, uh, you know know that I'm on it. They're like, Hey, just a heads up. I heard that they're extending it again. And it's like, Oh, great news. Basically like every two months or three months, they extend it for another couple of months. So it's basically just like, okay, I think I'm gonna be okay for the next couple of months. Just gives me time to start worrying again. And it's like, ah, oh, don't worry. it's extended. You're like, Oh, thank, thank God. Thank God. So the CRB, I just looked at it the other day. Cause I was like, I wonder how long it's good until now. And I looked it up and they said that the CRB was extended from June until, uh, I believe it was September, um, and, and then they said that the CRA, the Canada Revenue Agency for the U S listeners, that's our IRS, uh, they're like, yeah. And they've even given permission to extend it to November if necessary. So it's like, okay, there's another few months, but then I kept reading and they said that they're cutting the subsidy from 500 a week down to 300 a week. So still helpful. But then they said that they're changing the taxable amount to from 10% to 20% off the top. So basically it goes from uh 500 a week to 300 a week minus 20% so it'll be 270. So basically those those payments going from 900 every 2 weeks are going to drop down to 540 which is not enough to live on. And I was like, "Oh my god. Oh my god. This is going to suck." Like again, I'll take what I can get, but it's not going to cover the stuff that I have. So it was like, oh shit. And this is, again, I'm, I'm sharing this in case anyone else was in the same boat as me where it's like, okay, this thing's been extended. This is good across the country to all Canadians. So it's like, okay, uh, that's that's great that um, it's extending, but they've never made any changes to the amount this entire time. They've changed the name, but it was still always, like I said, they, I think the first change was to the name and they taxed 10% off the top. So you're getting 1,800 a month instead of 2,000. It's a difference, but it's not night and day difference. Whereas 900 every two weeks to 540, that's a bigger difference. Um, and so I was like, well, that's, uh, that's stressful. And that's like coming up at the end of the month. And I'm like, fuck, I don't have anything lined up. So the getting the skip the dishes promo gig back in was like, okay, good. I think that'll fill in the blanks for this one month, but it's still going to make everything tight. You know what I mean? Um, so I applied for something, um, I applied for a small business grant, uh, back in March. I was telling you guys about the small business grant where, uh, the amount of work I had to do filling out forms and getting like, uh, getting tons of pay stubs and, and showing proof of income and creating business bank accounts, like doing a bunch of different things that I had to do and submitting and proving and double proving and triple proving. And then what ended up happening was, um, once I submitted, they turned around and they sent me an email you know, a month later and it was like, uh, you are not eligible for this. Even though I went through the eligibility process and clicked on everything. They even had like, hey, check here, answer these questions to see if you're eligible. I did that and I was eligible. But I guess because of my industries. So it's basically supposed to be for small businesses. So like grocery stores and stuff don't count. They're not exactly small businesses. They're usually owned by parent companies. They have a ton of employees. There's other subsidies, not to mention the fact that they're not closed, right? Grocery stores are considered essential. They haven't had to close because of the pandemic. Whereas like people who own theaters and cinemas and uh, event centers and convention centers and things like that can have large gatherings. So these people are all hurting because like, well, you know, we've got to pay for this thing. We have no, no clients. But myself as somebody who works in the marketing uh, industry to an extent, right? Comedy, like all the comedy clubs are closed. So that's, that's done. All the um, big event centers and, and non-essential businesses have closed. And I get paid for all sorts of different things like going in, like, so for example, I might get a gig where Samsung is, is telling me, you know, you got to go in and, and teach these employees how to use this new software, you know what I mean? Go in and, and build a display for, uh, I think, you know, Tinco was like a, a vacuum cleaner company. I had to go into the Best Buys and like build a display, right? So all sorts of different things. Then there's ones where I'm standing around in stores, like giving out samples or or educating, whatever. So like they had all these different fields where I fell under, right? I've also done big events, you know, in convention centers working for Hewlett Packard and, and Air Canada and stuff like that. So again, all these things are closed, and this small grant recognizes the fact that that people who own these buildings are are not, you know, don't have clients, so they're not making any money. But the people who rent them, you know, the people who also need these spaces to be operational, to do their business are also hurting. And there's no real clear cut definition for those people. So like they were telling me like, you know, marketing companies, we don't, we're not helping marketing companies right now. Like it's not part of the small business marketing companies are big. I'm like, yeah, but I don't work for the marketing company. I, I am subcontracted by the marketing company. Like if you work for a company, if you work for Best Buy and they hire a guy to come and and put up a sign outside, you know, he doesn't work for Best Buy. He's hired by Best Buy but he's not an employee of Best Buy. So it's not, I go, I don't work. I'm not an employee of the marketing company. I'm subcontracted. They hire me to go and do two days of training at a place. So they recognize that they can't afford to pay a guy who once in a while they might need to do training. Like you can't have someone on staff like that. That's why it's subcontracted. So, you know, your, your same subsidy covers instructors but it's not covering like, but I'm not, I'm not just an instructor. I'm what's called a brand ambassador. So I get hired by lots of different marketing companies to do all sorts of different odd jobs, public relations building. But my business is still affected by the same stuff that you're listing. So just because my, my job type category doesn't fall exactly under one of these predetermined categories doesn't mean that I'm not exactly the kind of person that you're trying to help. Like if you help small, small construction companies, small, this and that, you know, or just, just one guy who comes in and does odd jobs. Like that's basically what a brand ambassador is. We need you to wear this shirt and give this out. We need you to go in here and fix this. We need you to go in here and make sure this, this display is, is exactly to par. I like to skip the pictures, I'm literally going in, peeling off an old sticker and putting a new one on the window. You know what I mean? Like, this is not, this will take me a week to do, but that's it. Like, but I'm not, a, I don't, I'm not a marketing company employee. I'm not the guy who talks to the clients and designs stuff and figures out an action plan. And, uh, you know how to integrate everything into the public and work on demographics charts and things like, that's not what I do. I just do the, the grunt work, right? You will a store, you need to hire a guy to hang a sign up front. He doesn't work for your company, but he's working for that. Co- like, you know what I mean? Anyways, you guys aren't stupid. I know that you know what I mean. Um, so I had to, I had to fight and make an argument and, and, you know, work hard. And then it was kind of just like, okay, well, we'll reevaluate it. The other night, um, I received an email saying, uh, the funds will be deposited in your account within 10 business days. So knock on wood. And I probably shouldn't be putting this out there before it comes, but I am knocking on wood that that comes in because if that comes in, that puts me right back in the green and I will have some breathing room to just, again, focus on, grabbing marketing gigs, getting back into stand up as things start to open up again. So um it's good. It's a good way to be. And um, you know, I, I even even with getting the help and it not being enough at times, um, it's nice Again, I'm fortunate to live in Canada where we have a, a government that's, that's helping subsidize people that there's grants that they're giving out. Um, I'm very grateful for that. And, you know, I know that my listeners, uh, in, in the United States, I think they got like one check once or whatever. Like there's, there's businesses being decimated everywhere. People who are quitting their dreams and and having to get regular jobs just to be able to make ends meet. I, I hope that my, you know, Oh, I'm only getting half the amount of money. Doesn't sound ungrateful for your circumstances. Um, I just mean, uh, this is a big help. So, but like, again, the ink's not dry yet. Like I once that money is in the account, I will, I will be, breathe a sigh of relief and I will celebrate and I will, uh, I will excited. But in the meantime, I'm doing a skip the dishes gig starting tomorrow and, uh, and that'll be that I'll, I'll, I'll be back to work and and making some money. Um, I promise the money won't change me. You guys. (laughs) Um, but yeah, and it also will help moving forward with some other things I'm working on. So um I'm excited for that and I'm glad to be doing uh those things. Um what else we got here? Sorry, I'm looking for a Sharpie here. I normally use those to cross things off the list as I get them spoken. What are, what are you spoken? talked about 12 minutes in. All right. So I'm just I'm happy for that. Uh it seems like the work is not for nothing. Um and I'm I'm excited to get going on that. Um what else? Um, I, I changed some plugs at my brother's place. Uh, he's got his young kiddo. I went over to visit them and I did whoops. Sorry about that gang bang in the, uh, bang in the mic with my head. I'm really moving around too much this week. I'm, I'm wearing my, my Apple watch, which I don't normally do. And every time I move my arm, it slides the, the, the face along the, the desk is making noise. I left up the clipboard to get pens and shit out of the way and whacked it. So I'm all over the place, guys, all over the place. Um, I went to my brother's house, changed some plugs. Apparently their little fella is a lot more mobile now and he's getting really good at pulling those plastic plug covers out of the electrical sockets. So they're like, Hey, can you come over and switch it to these new kind of plugs? Cause uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, I used to be an electrician in my earlier days when I was 18 to 22, I, uh, I did electrical work and uh, that's what I was going to be before I got a job at future shop. So after a few years of just zapping myself and crawling around in attics and basements, I'm like, you know what? I don't think I care how good the money is. I just don't want to be bored and hate my job every day. So stop doing it. But knowledge is still up in the old brain bucket, you know? So, uh, he got the, the kind of plugs where they've got the plastic things built right into them. Cause the little guy's like, he's not only is he getting the covers off, but he's also starting to like plug things into the the socket. Um, and I guess it's not like he's walking around with a metal knife sticking stuff in, but you never know what they get their hands on. You know, so if he's playing in his room by himself and he's fucking with the electrical sockets, want to make sure that it's uh, it's safe for him. So I went over and did that. It was a nice little visit. Got to see them. I have, uh, another friend who, uh, whose house was a sauna to say the least. And we, uh, we cut a, um, like we had to get an, a, a floor unit, um, air conditioner in, which had like a really weird attachment style to the window It's just like, how the fuck is this going to work? So we, um, we worked on getting a, you know, piece of plywood cut for the right thing. And then I, you know, cut out the hole for the, like, it was like an interesting little process for us to get this thing hooked into the window properly. Um, But it was cool, you know, go in, measure, uh, create sort of, you know, Jerry rig some solutions. Like it doesn't look shitty. It's actually really well done thing that we've done, but, um, it was just, uh, it was nice to get that in there and, uh, and see that thing finished. And then of course they, you know, message me the next day, like the house is so much cooler. Thank you so much. I'm like, all right. I like that old dog, old dog getting stuff done. Just being able to help out a friend in need. Um, yeah, guys, isn't this interesting stuff, huh? Changing plugs, putting in air conditioners, as I'm sure a lot of people right now are just, you know trying to make life a little more livable. I also moved a shed. Another friend had, um, you know, cleaning up their backyard or whatever. And, uh, and just like, I need a shed to put shit in. And they and uh, And then they messed me like, Hey, I got to got somebody who's going to give me one for like 50 bucks, whatever. And it was like, there's old sort of like tin steel sort of style sheds. Um, the person who did it, like it was a neighbor but they, they screwed like a big piece of plywood to the top of this thing. I guess like the old style, maybe had water kind of run into the shed or something, but they screwed this giant piece of plywood to the top, like to the roof of the shed. And then on top of that, and then they shingled it. Right. So this thing went from being like light to Holy fuck. It's heavy. So we had to, um, the funny thing was the shed would have been forever to disassemble. And I would have had to like, take so many pictures of like, okay, how do we reassemble this? So, uh, and the and the yard that it was in was fenced in and the shed wouldn't have fit through the door. So we were like, okay, I had to go in and I had to figure out how everything was screwed in so that we could take the roof off because it was half the weight because we were going to have to lift this thing up over our heads and, and then like, you know, have a t- one team on one side of the fence, one team, on the other kind of like everyone's moving around to get this thing over and then walk it down to the other yard and then, you know, put it in place. But it was just, it was just me and the one friend the first night it was, it was too much. We had enough strength to get the, the roof off, lift it up and put it down, uh, to get the flooring that they had built on a skid underneath the thing out. And then finally, um, you know, we tried to move the the thing, but the other person was too short to get over the fence. And so it was just like, okay, we'll have to wait for more troops. So went back the next day, got everything and walked it down. Like it was still a process. That roof was still heavy. And it's so weird to say, but it's almost like the tin is like this, the, the, the thickness of a playing card. Like it's so thin. So when you were lowering the roof back down and it had to tuck in back into the walls, but a case when you're moving something that's like, you know, tin and it's wiggling, it's going from being a rectangle to like a parallelogram, I believe is what they call them. Um, you know, once, once everything's sitting down again, it's almost like, well, this this thing has to be the exact shape. So that the roof will fit back in properly. And of course, everyone's using all their strength to hold this roof up and slowly lower it down. That just It was a, it was a job when it was done. Everyone was happy. Um, except for my arm, my tennis elbow was screaming at me after all this, like electrical work where I'm literally using it to twist screws and everything like that. Like I, I, I I spent the next day properly doing my physio big shout out again to uh, Brent out in Alberta. Um, I have not, I've been slacking a bit with my little physio regime of using the ice, but I'll tell you the next day, uh, after that shed was done, I was a good bitch. And I put those ice packs on over and over again, just on and off, on and off to get the blood flowing back into it. Um, and I'll use that to segue into, uh, had a doctor's appointment this week. Um, so I've had a few, uh, little lumps and bumps and injuries and things like that, that I have, I've spoken to him, uh, about regarding, um, you know, just what, like what they look like and what they are. And we got to a point where he's like, okay, well, you know, we're, we're at a point now where we've sort of talked a little bit about them. And so some of them aren't going away. I think that, you know, it's time for us to schedule like an in, in-house sort of a appointment. I was like, all right, I appreciate that. You know, it's been over a year. Right. So i've got like um yeah i mean i've got a bunch of little medical stuff nothing super gross but it's mostly like you know like kind of lump and bump related so there's the one in my arm i found when i went to the hospital about the tennis elbow and he's just looking at it he goes it's basically just a little lump you probably found it at coincidentally when you were rubbing because it's basically i have this lump like right in my elbow that if i press up in in the the crank of my arm it'll push this lump at the top side which is super fucking gross just the idea that there's this lump that sort of surfaces. Um, <laughs> so I, I, the, the, doctor at the hospital saw that and right away he was like, yeah, it's nothing. And he's like, you probably have, he goes, realistically, Josh, you're a bigger guy. You probably have those all over your body. And I was like, yeah, I, I would imagine. So he's like, you just don't see them. Cause I'm like, yeah, yeah I get it. I'm a fat fuck. I get it. I get it. So, um, The interesting thing was he's like telling me like, we're looking at this lump on my wrist, which is like really nothing. He's like, it's probably just sensitive and you've aggravated it from, you know, doing a bunch of the stuff that you're doing. The, the lump you just found while rubbing your tennis elbow. Um, I did fall in February of 2020, right before I went to Scotland. And, uh, and I found it when I was in the hotel room in Scotland, I went to lay on my side to, I fell in Ottawa Bashed my hip, and he's like, "Yeah, you probably had some trauma to the hip." He's like, "You're not a very big, you're not, you're not very big down there." It's like it's basically just skin and bone, a little bit of muscle. He's like, "So you probably bruised the bone, and then it swelled up." And he's like, "And as things sort of, you know, the swelling did reduce, and the size of it kind of went down over the course of a year, but then sort of just kind of stops and calcify." So, you know, I was having him look at that lump cause he's like, once it gets hard, he goes, if you have a lump that's hard, that's something you want to get looked at. That's usually more indicative of like cancer. Apparently you can get muscular tumors too. I thought muscles didn't get cancer, but muscles get cancer too. Guys, everything gets cancer. You're going to get cancer too. Probably tomorrow. Um, <laughs> just fucking with you. But it's, um, yeah, the, the cure for that is like, you want to get one of those like fucking foam rollers and just like roll the shit out of it. Cause it's probably like a bunch of, you know calcified things you want to break it up so your body can start to basically process it again and get rid of it and whatever. He's like, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt more than it does right now. But once you break that shit up, it'll, it'll start to go away whatever. So it was kind of, it's nice to be able to go in and a lot of things that I've been like, what's this, what's that, you know, is that everything? Okay. He's basically like, yeah, you got, you got nothing wrong, you know, shy of your stupid face. Uh, but, no, but, uh, it was fascinating. Um, it was fascinating to just sort of examine some stuff. We talked about some other shit. Um, I, I uh, He's sending me for a referral for something that I hope is going to be, you know, nice. um Nothing scary, just, you know, an, an opportunity that I hope that I will get approved for. And I'll, of course, we'll tell you guys about that as it comes along. I also got to spend some time with the, the young fellow, Sir Brody. Um I haven't seen him in a while. And, uh, you know, I, I was chatting with him and I asked him if he wanted to, you know, come by and say hi. And he ended up. Uh, ended up coming by, uh, I don't remember what day it was, but we, we hung out for a little bit in the afternoon. It was just gonna be a short visit. We were having fun chatting, whatever. And I said, well, Hey man, you, I know you have somewhere to be, but you know, if you want to come back later on, feel free. And he did. And we ended up uh, hanging out. We played, uh, we played a board game during the day. Um, and then when he came back in the evening, we, uh, we shot the shit. Um, you know, he's excited about, uh, you know, uh, getting an e-bike, and, uh, you know, we, we talked about that and, and he even crashed the, spent the night. He was like, Hey, it's going to be late when I come. Is it okay if I spent, of course. So we crashed on the couch downstairs. We watched, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Cause he was saying he preferred the older comedies and we were scrolling through. We got most of the way through it before he passed out, but classic John Hughes guys, classic John Hughes. Um, it was just nice seeing him. You know what I mean? I uh, woke up the next day, had breakfast, and then I had to had to get to my brother's to do the plugs and he had to get to work. He's got a cool little job too, which again, I don't want to say too much, but he's a young feller, right? An adolescent. Don't want to put too much about adolescence out in the world. There's a lot of bad people out there. Um, Yeah. So it was cool. Just, it was great. It was great. You know what, guys? A lot of positive stuff. I got to feel useful, right? A dog with a job doing some, some physical work and some electrical work. Got to spend some time with the kiddo. Got to do a little checkup with the old doctor yeah, it was fun. Let me tell you guys, um, because of this potentially good news, um, I've, I've listened to your requests. You guys have said, Hey, Josh, we would really love it. If, uh, when is, when is the podcast becoming video? Well, when I feel like doing a lot more work for the podcast and already, uh, I'm capable of being late with the podcast. So I need to, um, I need to do more research. I started researching cameras and things like that and setups and what to do. And I, um, I'm very comfortable with my audio setup and I would imagine a lot of people will still just remain audio listeners, but, uh, in terms of the people who want the video, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's nice to have, it's nice to have video. So let's, uh, let's do the fucking video day. All right. I figure if I'm going to end up with a little bit of business money, invest, let's do it in the podcast. So, um, I picked up an HD camera, which I will begin fucking with it. It's still a long ways away. And of course, if this ink doesn't dry properly or there's a hiccup, well hell, it's going back. I'm not even, ta- I'm not even taking it out of the box, didn't buy any accessories for it. I literally just picked the camera because it was on sale. And within the next 10 business days, uh it will not be. So I need to uh, I need to pick that up. So I did. And uh lip smacking. So I I did some research in the podcast stuff. I was looking to see like if I can use the current software that I have. I looked into doing like audiograms and stuff for the podcast too. Like I actually didn't even write this down. I attended um a sort of a, a podcast seminar. Uh, like it was over, it was just basically a live event that we got an invite to through Podbean. So I listened to that about how to promote your podcast and things to do and how to build an audience and stuff like that. Just, you know, that doesn't ever hurts if you're gonna be sitting around doing other things. You may as well listen to something that might help you. So I learned about audiograms. Um, and just as different little ways to promote the podcast, which I'll start doing. I'm actually kind of excited about that. Um, and, uh, what else? Um, I'm trying to think here, uh, picked up the HD camera, which is actually still zoom brand. So I'll be able to use a lot of the things I already have for the current recorder. Um, but I have to start looking into things like light rings and I have to decide where I'm going to do it. My room is kind of like a storage locker right now in a lot of aspects. So I don't really want to have a big, uh, I don't want to have just the camera pointed at me and, and have to constantly, oh, the fact that I'm going to have to start deciding what I'm wearing and doing, you know, oh, grooming myself. I loved sitting here in my underpants with a big scruffy beard, my hair looking all disheveled, talking to you guys at times, not every time, but at times right to be able to be like well we're doing the podcast and nobody sees me it is groovy i even had some interviews where people would show up in like attires and i was like it's just audio man thanks for thanks for going out of your way to, to look good it's merely audio very funny um also too if i'm doing like these interviews over zoom and i'm doing like youtube i'll have to get like a zoom account and figure out how to record the zoom stuff so we can go back and forth in that regard like there's a lot of a lot of stuff. So I'm hoping to do most of my interviews live and in person just to make my life easier. I'm actually considering buying a second camera just so we can have a two camera sort of setup. I looked into some videos about how to like put up graphics while I'm talking, just trying to like, I'm not a big fan of watching YouTube videos where it's like one camera steady, there's no cuts or anything like that. So, um, but it changes the dynamic of the podcast, right? Being like 30 minutes after the production to now it's a video and I need to go in and I need to you know cut things and put up graphics like we're going from like you know 20 minutes after the podcast episode is up to well now I got a couple hours of editing and this and that so um don't expect it anytime soon I'm trying to think of a milestone number we're episode 214 now I was thinking about doing an episode 250 but that might be way longer than necessary um but I would say don't expect it anytime within the next month maybe even 2 months I want to spend the time practicing Uh, figuring out my setup, figuring out like, you know, light rings and tripods and backgrounds and, you know, editing. I want to find a way to edit, um, the podcast so that it'll be like, what's nice about this camera is it's got two separate inputs. So. Well, a lot of cameras have separate inputs, but the idea is that when it's recording, because it's a zoom thing, it can record the video and sound together, or it can record them as separate individual tracks, which I like. And I think, I think actually, because of the fact that the the podcast is, uh, you know, the, the video part will really only be for YouTube. Um, I don't have to necessarily put it out the exact day it comes out. I can date what day it's supposed to be for, but if it comes out like a day later, I'll still be able to get the audio part up for you onesies, nice and easy. And then I can spend like the next morning on a Wednesday kind of fucking around with the audio. It's, it's a learning process. It's a learning process. But for those of you who are like, Hey, when's this thing going to be up? Uh, Go video. Um, It's in the works. I can tell you at least that the the one man podcast is going a video. So uh, I look forward to, to having that up and, and, you know, having little clips and stuff like that for you guys. Uh, I also want to learn how to do, um, like I said, the graphics and just have some fun graphics that show up on the screen in the process too. So, you know, we can all enjoy it. I'm sure, um, in time we'll be able to, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be able to learn something like final cut, cut pro or whatever, where I have more editing options. But for now I was watching tutorial videos to how to use keynote and iMovie stuff that I already have on my computer. That's free. Um, to learn and practice and get an idea of what I'm looking for. Uh, that would be uber fun. You guys. Um, yeah. So how about that? Huh? That's some good news, right? Podcast is going video and, um, yeah, and hopefully it'd be more fun for you guys. If I have, you know, a a guest host, I'll have two. I really do think I need to go two cameras just so that, you know, if I, I occasionally will have a second guest, you know, um, so, so tripods and things like that for, for everybody is, uh, you know, it's key. I, I would think it's key. So, um, yeah. All right. Let's move on to another subject. I'm going to, I'm gonna bang these out guys. I'm trying to make the podcast. It's 28 minutes in. I think this one can be a nice short one. Cause there's not a lot of things to, uh, to chat about in all, in all fairness. Um, I watched some movies and some of these will take some, some time, of course. Um, what did I watch this week? Uh, I watched, uh, I spit on your grave. um, I watched that movie. It's an old one, 2010. It's an unrated version that was online and it's uh, based on an original. I think was the seventies, but the idea with I spit on your grave is like a woman's all by herself at like a cottage, a bunch of men, um, you know, or, terrorizing her. And then the torture goes to assault and then there's like multiple assaults. It's pretty, it's a pretty rough, intense movie. Um, and then of course the whole idea with the movie is that like, and then it's, you know, she survives and then she goes to get her revenge on these guys that, that fucked with her. Uh, it's a little, uh, straw dogs ish. If you've ever seen the movie, straw dogs, also one that had an original with, uh, I can't remember her name, uh, but Dustin Hoffman was in it. And then they made a new one with Kate Bosworth, James Marsden, and Alexander Skarsgard, um, which is a little more intense, but the idea is it's like a family that buys a home in, in a town that the woman grew up in, her ex-boyfriend's there, you know, uh, and you know, takes a, an interest in her and her husband's, you know, he's like the 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 good old boy, hardworking physical, you know, was was the her boyfriend when she was young and now she comes back and she's looking good and her boyfriend's kind of a dork you know what I mean? He's a writer or whatever. So it's kind of like, he's not really, you know, a tough guy or anything like that. And then it's kind of like, you know, and then there's a, uh, you know, a rough kind of assault scene. And then, you know, the husband snaps and, you know, now it's like, we got to kill all these motherfuckers that did shit to my wife. Uh, that's straw dogs. I spit on your grave. Very similar. Pretty, pretty rough scenes. Like the shit that happens to the dudes in the, in the scenes are rough. The shit that happened, dude, the shit that happens to her is rough. I didn't mean to sidestep that, but. It was, it was rough. There was a, there was a kid in it too, that, that had special needs of some kind. And, um, you know, they got him to do stuff. And I thought that was kind of fucked up because it was like, oh, and he clearly didn't want to, he clearly didn't want to, but then, you know, as they were smacking him around, he got aggressive and then ended up, you know, hitting her at one point. Um, so I, I will just say, I mean, for for whatever reason, if you're planning on watching this movie for whatever reason, um, They, she does take revenge on the kid with special needs too, which I thought was a little fucked up. I was kind of hoping he would be spared knowing that like he clearly, I I didn't think there needed to be a special needs kid in it. I really didn't, um, you know, or someone on the spectrum. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was fucked up. He clearly didn't want to be a part of anything negative, was forced into it. And then for him to, you know, have revenge got on him um was really was kind of fucked up it didn't paint her as a victim getting retribution it painted her as kind of a monster too um are you victim blaming Josh? no but if you watch it you'll see what i mean um there was there was multiple humiliation scenes for her and and a rape scene and it was just it was it was a lot it was a lot and so it's pretty tough movie i know people who aren't um who, who, who like, even if something's like implied in a scene, they really don't like it. And I, I, I don't, don't blame them. So it was just, um, it was tough, but it was like, but it was still, if you like, like, you know, it wasn't, I would I would say it's, it wasn't any gorier than like a Saw movie or Hostel. And those movies are wild, you know, no one's getting raped in them, but it's still, you know what I mean? Like people still go see them. It's, it's whatever. So like the idea is like, you know, the horrible shit that happens, the vengeance is got. They had two sequels on, on, uh, whatever I watched and I think I watched it on uh, prime, but part two was just a story of some woman in Europe. Like I barely paid attention to the story cause it was really, it was bad. It seemed very B movie ish, but some woman in Europe and she's a model. And then some guy shows up to a, you know, the hotel or the, 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 what do they call them? Or hostels that she's staying in or Airbnb or whatever the fuck it was. Um, Shows up and he's just talking to her, and the next thing you know, he's smacking her around. And then he's you know assaulting her, and then I'm like, okay, this is the assault scene. It's it's not as intense as the first one, and then it's like, then they drag her to some basement. She's chained up, naked, and they're doing stuff to her, and someone pees on her. And I was like, holy fuck! Like they're like doubling up the humiliation, but it's just like it's not even making any sense. Like why would they do this? She escapes, goes to like so the cops. Some woman comes in. Oh, I'm a therapist. Let me take you take you somewhere safe. And then she like brings her right back to these guys, and it's like, what the fuck? And, it was brutal. Like, the, like more than half the movie is the horrible things they're doing to her. And so at the end, it's like a very quick kind of like retribution thing. I'm like, I thought the whole point was like the rich. Retru- I thought we needed this one scene to justify the retribution. We don't need the whole fucking movie to be the horrible rape shit that they're doing to her. It's like, there's more horrible shit they're doing to her than the, than the retribution. Um, and then of course, part three, uh, they have uh, the original cast member come back. So the one who was in the original there, uh, not original seventies, just number one. And she's, and it was weird because in, in I spit on your grave, the first one, it ends where her final retribution is got. And she's just sort of sitting outside hearing the sound of her little, you know, contraption doing its thing. And then she just sort of like, and I think that it's, 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 I'm not even hundred percent sure of this, but the camera's zooming in on her face. She's just sitting outside waiting to, to hear what she hears. And then when it happens, she just sits there and the camera slowly zooming in on her face. And then right before it cuts to black, uh, I think you get the faintest sight of a smirk. I think. But that was it. So it's like, she's got everybody. You know, what, what else is there to tell? So in this third one, she's back. And she's going to like support groups and, and, you know, she's out going for runs and her runs are triggering like PTSD, like scenes from the first movie she's out running. And now she's remembering herself running through the woods. You know, she bumps into some guys under a bridge and now she's remembering being surrounded by the guys out in the what? Like, so, but then she has this, like, I'm fast forwarding through because like the conversation is really bad and hacky and I'm like, okay, so where's like the killing and stuff in this one. And there's no, uh, luckily there's no like assault scene in this one. But she's, she's in this fucked up like mental state now where she's like, she's seemingly again, I fast forwarded through some of it cause it just seemed to be like nothing was moving the plot forward. So she's going to support groups. She's got this woman who's like, you know, uh, antagonizing her and encouraging her to like find people like to almost provoke sexual, uh, frustration and to provoke, uh, not even sexual frustration to prevent sexual assault. And then killing the person. So like, she'll go to a bar and try to like pick up a guy. And then like, if he tries to get even the slightest bit rough, she'll kill him. Um, it, it, so it it was a little fucked up. I guess I'd probably have to watch the whole movie to see what happens. But there was times where like, she's in the park talking to this guy and she's like, come over here. And he's like, no, you're weirding me out lady. What do you want? She's like, come over here. Don't you want me to suck that dick? And he's like, what? She's like, come over. And she gets down on her knees and opens her mouth. Come here, bring it to me. You don't want me, you don't want a blow job. He's like right here. She's like, yeah, why don't you come over and find out? And he's like, okay, like starts to walk towards her, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. That kind of sounds like consent. Why don't you come over here? Come over here. Don't you want to blow it? Like that sounds, he's even like, wait, what are you doing? No, like like he's actively not interested in it. And then as soon as he walks towards her, she slices a knife at him. I'm like... If I saw just this scene, I would think, oh, that's the bad guy. That woman is the bad guy. Like we know horrible things happen to her. And it was, it's basically showing like she's, you know, got PTSD. There's also parts of the movie where she's like, sees things happen and then they didn't happen. Like, it's just all in her mind. So, I mean, in terms of like, she went through a horrible thing. Absolutely. But they almost turned her character into someone completely fucked up. You know, again, I I think making it more so that I, I have a hard time. You know, I don't know. It, it was like, we needed an excuse. Like there's one where she's trying to blow in a guy in the alley, literally blowing him, and bites his dick off and then spits it in his mouth and then stabs him in the dick. And like, it's like, Holy fuck is this violent. Anyways, <laughs> it was what it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you can watch them if you want, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's really not uh, there wasn't much to say about the series. I enjoyed the watching the first one. It was a kind of a good horror movie, a little, uh, like I said, a little, little rough on the, uh, the assault part, but you know, it justified the massive killings that she did later on. Um, except the kid with special needs. I didn't like that. Uh PJs on Tubi. Okay. Eddie Murphy did a claymation show back in the 90s called The PJs. stands for the projects. And it was a hilarious show. It's done sort of claymation, Wallace and Gromit sort of style great cast of characters, funny, funny show. It is on Tubi. I just saw it recently and I was like, oh, got to watch this. I've already burned through the first season. I I can't recommend it more. If you're looking for just a nice, charming sort of show, uh, it's one of those ones where I watched It had a couple of seasons or sorry, three seasons, I believe. And just, it's just a fun watch. It's on Tubi. It's a free app. So anyone listening anywhere, Tubi, T-U-B-I, download it, watch the PJs. Um... I st- I haven't really watched any more of the Kitchen Nightmares with Ramsey, but that's also on Tubi. That's watching. There's a lot of good good stuff on Tubi. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, the I Spit on Your Grave stuff is on Tubi. So if you don't have Amazon Prime, you can access this other stuff on Tubi. Um, I watched um, Loki. First episode of Loki came out, and that one was fun. So I don't know who the director is. Um, wasn't anyone I recognized from the the movie series, but the show has a very Guardians of the Galaxy feel. The show takes place. Um, right after Loki escaped from the Battle of New York um, in 2012's Avengers, so in, in Endgame they drop the Tesseract. Loki picks it up and disappears. It starts off with, "Where did he go?" And he disappeared. Oh, here he is, and he's a. Uh, excuse me, Jesus, my Christ! He's a time variant. Sorry, as I was choking. I realized uh, my coffee was across the room. I'm like, "Don't I usually have something to wet the whistle here?" Yes, I do. Mm-mm-mm. first slurp of the episode guys 38 minutes in who is joining uh the adult club here or at least setting better goals i don't know the show has a very guardians of the galaxy feel and then it's like we're going to a lot of places we don't know everything could be new there's different types of i don't want to say not a whole lot of like aliens or anything like that but you learn this thing about like the time core or whatever they're called I was like, it's basically this fun time cop thing. Owen Wilson is in it. And he's, he's very charming and cute as he's able to be uh, Tom Hiddleston, of course, is low key. Um, I don't think I recognized any other characters or, or big actors yet, um, in this series, but basically it's just a preliminary explain something episode. So the idea is that, you know, everyone's got a set course in time and, you know, there's things that every now and again, someone will alter the course of time and they don't know it. And then these time people have to go and put, you know, put things back on course. And so Loki grabbing the Tesseract and fucking off was a variant that wasn't supposed to happen. So these people show up and they're like, Hey, we, you know, he's going to get judged. You know, did you, you know, how do you plead? And it's like, well, he doesn't think he's guilty of anything. This is also the Loki that wasn't killed by Thanos, whatever, kind of the way in Endgame, the Thanos at the end is not the Thanos that gathered all the stones this is just some thanos was looking for him still and was like oh i must have got them all and now let's go fight the avengers um nerdy 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 if you're not into the marvel stuff i apologize i'll try to keep this brief but the first episode is really just setting the groundwork so i won't even spoil how the first episode ends but the idea is that loki is a variant and these time cops are hunting another variant and they're they're Rather than like Loki being punished and persecuted, they've now, you know, procured him, you know, requisitioned him to help them find this other way more dangerous variant. Loki, you're just a pain in the ass, troublesome scamp variant. This other variant is very dangerous and we need your help. So that's kind of, you know, that's not how the first one ends. There's like a bit of, you know, you're given more information that gives you more of a cliffhanger. But the idea is... Loki is going to help these time cops find this other variant and, you know, stop him. That's the, that's the idea. Six episodes of Loki. The first one's out. I thought it was interesting. Like I said, there's charming little things. You learn a lot, little videos. They also, um, sort of reset Loki in the sense that the Loki who disappeared from New York with the Tesseract, the, so the one in this episode, he hadn't gone to the dark world. He didn't see his mother die. He didn't help Thor. You know, he wasn't there when his dad died. Odin right? He didn't, you know, uh, help, help Thor in Ragnarok. You know, he didn't help try to stop Thanos. This is a Loki that existed before that. He was still anti Avengers at this time. So in this time prison thing, you know, there's a moment where he's sort of shown his timeline, the timeline he was supposed to have. And it shows him his mother die. It shows him working with Thor, his dad approving of him, like, you know, moving his, basically giving you the Loki, right? you know, downloading the old Loki onto this, this unaware Loki. So now he knows what his course was and and everything like that. So you're almost getting the Loki that died on the ship, right? Instead of being like, well, this Loki doesn't know all the noble things he did. This, no, this Loki has been made aware of the noble things he did. So you're almost getting the, the Loki that, you know, whatever. I mean, if you want follow the Marvel stuff, it's the world's most expensive TV show, you know, you'll, you'll get an idea Yeah, but then this one. Yeah. They don't worry. They get you back to the point where you're like, you like Loki, you know, that he's, he's even aware that he's got nobility in him and stuff like that. So, um, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. It's one episode. I believe it comes out on Thursdays, um, but it might come out on Wednesdays. If so, it's out today, you know, and if you're listening to this on Thursday, it's out now. So f- check it out on, uh, on Disney, uh, plus the streaming services, man, I really should get some fucking sponsorship. I would love to just get free streaming services and I'll plug where to find this shit. Uh, every week. Okay. Shittiest movie moving right in. Oh no, no, no. I got one more, one more, one more PMS cop guys, PMS cop. I did not watch it. I told you guys about that as one of the options for the shittiest movie. And PMS cop was one of the ones that came up and it was basically just some cop gets hormonal injections. And then she's just like on constant, you know, she's on a period. And now she's going around killing people. Cause she's, she's a cop and she's pissed. The tagline was like PMS cop. It's her time of the month. And I was telling my brother's wife, cause she listens to podcasts about the shittiest movie segment. And she was like, uh, Oh my God. I was telling a PMS cop. And I was like, it's so funny. It's so fucking like sexist and stupid, you know, PMS cop. It's her time. of the month. But, I, but it's not, I can't find it anywhere. I went back the next week, you know, and there's, there's, it's not there. I was going to try to watch it, but I was like, it's just not there. I can't find it. And she's like, well, it's not her time of the month. And then I was, I laughed. I go, oh, that's pretty funny. And then I go, well, how funny would that be? Like, think of the marketing, for such a B movie, but if it's a big movie, it'd make more sense. Imagine if PMS cop was only there for a week every month. You know what I mean? Like literally the one week menses is, is when the, the movie is available to watch. And then you get three weeks where PMS cop is not there. Well, she's not, it's not her time of the month. I thought I laughed so hard at that as a prospect that it would be hilarious marketing if just all of a sudden in three weeks, PMS cop is back on Amazon prime. I am still going to try to find it because I don't think I can find it anywhere. I might even, it's so bad. The, the trailer for it. I I really, I think I said this to you guys when I started the shooting movies is I really can't watch the trailers. Sometimes the write-up is funny and the picture is funny. And then you watch the trailer and it shows you like, you're like, Oh, this is, it just looks really shitty. I really want to just start it and kind of get into it. I don't want to see all the dumb shit that happens in the trailer. Cause it just makes you go, Oh, the some, they got a really good graphic person to make that poster, but nothing beyond that, nothing beyond that. So, yeah, I mean, it is, it is what it is, is it, is what it is, but uh, PMS cop can't find it now because it's not our time of the month. Oh Jesus. Um, so, uh, what else we got? Um, the shittiest movie. One of the ones that I, uh, I, I talked about before in that initial list, right? We had Bubba, the, the, the redneck werewolf. I watched it, reviewed it. We had uh, PMS cop and killer sofa. That was the original four. One of the other ones was night of the living Deb as in Deborah or Debbie or whatever night of the living Deb, um, which, uh, someone I was talking to said it should have been called dawn of the Deb because most of it happens during the day. And I'm like, dawn of the Deb is a better, better title than night of the living Deb. Cause, uh, there's not a whole lot of night scenes in it, but, um, it's not as low budget as I thought. It, it looks stupid. The trailer looks really hacky and dumb. Some of the zombie shit in it is really low budget. Like really low budget. But it actually had some really decent acting in it. Like really decent acting. The person who plays Deb did an amazing job. And then searching her on IMDb, she's actually been in some high budget shit. Um, the only actor that I recognized was um What's his face? Uh, I don't even know the actor's name. He played the brother in just friends with Ryan Reynolds and Amy smart. Uh, he played the little brother and I've seen him in some other shit too. I think he was in that, like that star Wars movie, fanboys or whatever. Um, but this kid was, uh, like, yeah, he was in it. I'm like, okay, well, this guy's been in some big budget shit when he was younger. So like, you don't, you don't just do big budget movies and then fall to nothing. So I'm like, this thing had a bigger budget than I thought, but just not for the special effects department. Um, but the woman who played Deb was really funny. She plays like a very needy, goofy, quirky. I know a lot of comedians, uh, female comedians that, that do jokes about like what quirky means. It just means that you're, you're crazy. Like some. some, I think, I don't want to, I'm trying to want to give credit where it's due but I can't remember who the the comic was. So I do apologize. She had this joke that was like, when somebody says, oh, you're quirky. Oh, I think it's uh Wendy Reed. Wendy Reed is the comedian with this joke. When someone says, oh my God, you're quirky. It just means, oh, you're weirder than I am. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, this is definitely a quirky woman. It's a fun little watch. Um, really not a whole ton to, uh, to write home about. It ends kind of just like, eh, well, even a little bit of a joke, but, but worth a watch. Uh, night of the living Deb, the shittiest movie, not the shittiest movie. In fact, um, I watched Bubba the Redneck Werewolf as a, the shittiest movie, and it was it was kind of charming. I enjoyed it. I watched uh, what was it? Um, there was another one that I watched that wasn't part of the shittiest movies that I recommended. Someone's like, "Well, don't tell me I'll watch it." I was like, "Yeah, maybe maybe it was Bubba," but uh, Night of the Living Dead also not um, not uh, too disappointing. I believe that one is on Tubi at the moment um, or Amazon Prime. Um, but yeah, also like kind of charming. So, Oh, uh, the, the microwave massacre one was garbage. That one was not on point guys. I want, I want your suggestions, please send me some absolutely horrific movies to try to review. And, uh, and I'll, I'll, I will consume precious currency of, of time in my life to watching, you know, the odd one here and there. Um, but yeah, I would love this. So remember contact at one man podcast.com guys. If you want to send me a top five list or a top five recommendation, if you want to submit a, a shittiest movie uh, or, or anything you want, you guys know the email address contact at one man podcast.com. You send it. I read it. That's the deal. Um, coming up this week, I'm going to be going to uh, a cottage on Monday and Tuesday with, uh, with friend and co-host of the one man podcast, red, uh, and her husband, John, her son, we were going to be hanging out there. They rented this nice little cottage and now we're going to go hang. We're going to get away from the, uh, the city, the COVID zombies and just, uh, enjoy ourselves. And of course, um, the rest of the week, I'm going to be doing that, uh, skip promo, just, just working, filling in the time. So I got an email from Mark which I will read after I do the top five and I'll have to remember to do that. So as I, as I highlight these things on my list and cross them off, I'll leave that one blank so that I can go back to it momentarily. But I will, uh, I, I will tell you guys this top five, uh, this week, this week's top five is uh, top five pizza toppings. So there isn't a whole, whole hell of a lot to, to say about that. It's not like I can go off for 10 minutes on every single topping, but, um, I will say that my rule men making this list was top five pizza toppings. The only ones that don't count are cheese and uh, sauce. That's it. Those, those, as far as I'm concerned, without those two ingredients are not pizza. So, you know what I mean? Like to say a, a, a cheese pizza, you're basically just saying uh, more kinds of cheese pizza, right? Three cheese pizza or whatever it is. So, you know, you might go, well, cheese is a topping. <sighs> okay. Otherwise you have a piece of bread with, with sauce on it. You know what I mean? That's focaccia right? Isn't it? Or, or sauce focaccia. Anyways. So I had to consider, and like I said, if you, if you put a sauce on your pizza, that's a topping. If you sprinkle Parmesan on it, right? That's a topping. Like you don't get to just put a bunch of flavors and, and, and things on it and go, yeah, but since it's not a crumbly thick topping, no, no, no. You top it with it. It's going on there. I've had a lot of toppings that as of late, um, I put on pizza, but I just think that I, I got to go more all time for myself and, or, or just solidly going forward. So um, number five, pretty easy one, bacon. I like bacon. Bacon's nice and salt. I mean, you can't even talk shit about bacon. You put bacon on any pizza and it's definitely gonna make it better. There's all sorts of different places that'll have like crumble bacon where it's almost like this bald ham. And you're like, no, I've never bought bacon that looked like this tastes like bacon, but why is it bald like this? You know, the mysteries of life. How do they get the caramel in the caramel bar, but bacon on a pizza, you're not, you're not, you're not doing anything wrong there. You know what I mean? That's that is what it is. I don't think it requires a lot of explanation, in truth. Um, number four, this is something that I did recently. Um, I've been picking up these like frozen pizzas just because they were like on the cheap, right? Like I went somewhere and they were like, you know, two two ninety nine or three ninety nine each, and they were like not half bad. If you're looking for a quick meal, throw it in the oven. These were decent frozen pizzas. I will not just eat any frozen pizza, but this particular brand has like a nice light crust, and I'm like, you know what? It's actually more crunchy and crispy than than some heavy, thick crust chard. But, um, I had a a thing of goat cheese that I bought for doing up some steaks on the barbecue a while back. And I ended up using one, of it's like Costco, right? So you get two tubes of goat cheese for like less than the price of one, if you bought it elsewhere. So I had this tube of goat cheese, it was still sealed. It was still fine. The expiry date was good. And I was like, ah, but I just, what am I going to put goat cheese on? So when I was throwing these frozen pizzas in, I found myself just, you know, slicing off a peat and it's just crumbling it up, just little specks of, you know, specks. I don't know, little like smaller than a pea sized pieces of goat cheese kind of all over this pizza, whatever pizza it was, whether it was just cheese, pepperoni, fucking meat lovers, Hawaiian, whatever it is, just, just this creamy, salty goat cheese, right? I actually wrote down goat cheese slash feta. Although I haven't used fed in a very long time. I'm just an alternative to some of goat cheese, ugh feta the idea is it's a saltier cheese when you put it on a pizza and you melt it it's a nice as you take a bite that has a little piece of that on it you get a nice little sort of creamy salty hit which does a lot for flavor and i actually feel like going forward like the next time i see you know those goat cheeses on sale i'm going to grab them and just be like that's the kind of thing that i can add to something hot that'll just give it you know you put it on ahead of time all right um i will say this it makes a difference you know adding shit before or afterwards like sometimes pizza will come into the oven people put shit on top of it afterwards but when you bake it you know when you put it on and then you you, you cook it it'll it'll actually make a difference right so with the goat cheese or the, the 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 feta cheese i would say it is incredibly important that you put it on before it goes into the oven uh not afterwards whether you're making fresh pizza or frozen or whatever melt melt that on there and you get nice little hits of salt nice little pockets and that is definitely something that i will continue to do going forward because it was absolutely delicious and again it works on any pizza so goat cheese or feta and coming in and number four number three Uno, dos, tres. Un, deux, trois en français. um barbecue sauce drizzle that's that is now my fucking jam and again it goes on before it gets cooked because i like it to sort of you know dry out and sort of almost caramelize a little bit where it just gets a little thicker and it's not like sliding all over it wet. It's just kind of dried to the to the top, cooked to the top. Um, I've used several different barbecue sauces now. Now I don't use like your basic bullseye barbecue, although it might be fine. I've got like thicker, darker, uh, sweeter sauces. Like I'm currently using a Jack Daniels sauce. Um, and I will go as far to do a little side plug here is I went to Costco's business center not long ago and I bought these uh, plastic squeeze bottles. So like condiment bottles. And I think I got like six of them for like five bucks. And I was like, amazing. So I filled them up in my fridge because like, you know, when you're going to use mustard or mayo or anything like that, like mayo, if you're just going to a giant jar with a knife, it's not as easy to just apply that shit to whatever. So I now have uh, five bottles in my fridge. I have mustard, ketchup, mayonnaise right the classic hot dog style one so even if i do breakfast sandwiches it's way more easier to control the ketchup pick it up give it a shake open it up and then do the squeeze bottle on top i have way more control of the ketchup you don't get that like if you shake it first and then blast through the little hole you're not getting that giant sometimes like you don't get the spray shit from that little anus fucking slit that they put on those ketchup bottles you know what i mean if it's a glass bottle you're not getting just blobs of it coming out so it gives you way more control over you know distribution of the of ketchup or mayo my breakfast sandwiches a little ketchup and mayo and those makes me very very happy little little what are we doing here? we talking my favorite breakfasts maybe it's the top five for the future but um little mayo little ketchup nice control over it phenomenal um i also have a bottle of frank's red hot sauce like the like a squeeze bottle of that and i have a uh uh, barbecue sauce, the barbecue sauce, I just use it until it's done. And then I'll replace it. So I had a uh, Rufus Teague blend. I had like an applewood bacon barbecue sauce in there mixed with like a smoky, I think it was like smoky maple or whatever. And the two of them together, the apple, the maple, and then two heats so it was just like mixed together in that bottle. I would just, you know, s- nice little line on top of the pizza and you get this like sweet tang from the barbecue sauce so it's like sweet it's tangy a little bit of like like you know hickory smoke kind of thing which is a great contrast to the saltiness of the cheese right the acidity slight acidity of course of the tomato sauce so it's like you get tangy sweet barbecue sauce um cheese salt little hit from that acid from the the thing you know it's it's good it's basically just flavor combinations that aren't expensive so You know, having your own shit that you can throw on your pizza when it comes out of the oven or before it goes in the oven is great. And you're like, you're adding so much, so much to the pizza that, you know, without it costing a shitload. Oh, we got to go, you know, bacon. Let's put this, let's put that. Let's chop up. No, a little fucking bottle with some barbecue sauce in it, drizzle on top. Bang. You've just added another element, another dimension to your za. Um, so yeah, barbecue sauce drizzle coming in at number three, I don't have a particular barbecue sauce because I've been fucking around with different ones and I've been happy with all of them. I've, I've not hit one yet where I'm like, Oh, maybe next time don't use this. I haven't messed with like a bullseye barbecue, but those ones tend to be on the lighter side and I would imagine not as sweet as, uh, as some of the other ones, but you, you know, fuck around with it. See, uh, see what you think, but I can't recommend it more. Number two, controversial. I do not give a flying fuck. That's right, I'm coming in that aggressive because I feel this strongly about this topping. Phenomenal topping. Those who know, know. Those who don't, ignorant. You bunch of ignorant ass motherfuckers. Pineapple. Pineapple. Number two, silver medal, Nancy Kerrigan of pizza toppings. Pineapple. Why, Josh? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Well, we have ourselves a lot of fat in the cheese, which is something I missed before. Right? There's not a lot of fat in a goat cheese or a feta. Um, but there's fat in mozzarella or at least more of it. There's, there's grease and oils and things like that. So you got your fat, you got your acid, a little bit of acid in the tomato sauce, not a ton, but you got your fat. You got your fucking salt from the cheese. Again, not so much in mozzarella, but the pineapple, what's pineapple coming in with? It's coming up with citric acid. All right. And it's coming in with sweet. So you got your cheese, your grease, your whatever, and then you got your salt All right, sorry, your sweet sweet and acidic and that's why i say if you throw a little bit of that goat cheese or feta on there to get that salt that sweet and salty combinations a little bit of tang from the barbecue sauce i'm telling you you are hitting your fucking flavor color wheel elements and you are adding some amazing shit to it pineapple is the only thing that is bringing that sweet to whatever combination of salty do you want to put bacon on a pizza and get some salt on there Little bit of goat cheese, hit some salt, the fat, and then. Ba- I've already said this. Fuck, I, I, I don't, I don't know why it's so hard for some people. They would rather throw fungus. Ah, I'll put mushrooms and salad on my pizza. That makes sense, right? To that, to them, that makes sense. But you, when you go, oh, how about a flavor combination? No one's like, oh my god, tangerines have no business being in a salad. There's all sorts of people putting apples in salad, putting fucking tangerines in salad, putting all sorts of stuff. Why? Because sweet contrast. If you're just gonna put that in salad and then nuts and bacon, you're creating those same contrasts. Nobody's fucking protesting that. But these animals. These, these culinary ignorant ass motherfuckers saying pineapple has no place on pizza. No, 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 no. I've said this before and I will say it again. Pineapple most certainly has a place. In fact, it has the only sweet place. Well, caramelized onions. All right. A little sweet, but they're not fine. You get that citric sweet from pineapple going toe to toe with fucking bacon. Bacon's coming in heavy on salt. You know, you put feta or cheese on there. It's coming in heavy on salt, you know. And you think, oh, your mushrooms are going to stand up to that? No, it's just sponge. What was that spongy thing I was chewing in between bouts of barbecue sauce and fucking cheese? Ah, who cares? Uh, Apparently the, 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 the fungus people care. They're big lobbyists. You know, I don't, I don't mean to be taking on big fungus here, but I'm sorry. Your fucking mushrooms on pizza have no place. All right. I don't know where that started. Somebody had a kid in the backyard. Look, I made a garden. And he's just picking mushrooms. Put it on the pizza. Oh, we got to make them happy. Just eat around them. Oh, I guess, you know, they don't taste that bad. We're not, we didn't die or whatever. I had fungus on pizza, but pineapple, morons, absolute morons. Um, pineapple has got the fucking gloves up, you know, and you get, boom, one hit from the bacon, bang, another hit from the fucking pineapple. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not hiding pulling a fucking mozzarella blanket over its head, trying to hide under the cheese. Like, oh, oh, I hope you don't notice me. Thank you for paying the extra $2 for me to be on here. No. Pineapple. All right? I'm building a fucking MVP team. This is Pro Bowl pizza. Bacon. You're up. Goat cheese. Hit it. Barbecue sauce. Let's do this. Pineapple. Pineapple. You ice that fucking arm. All right? Because you are the only one representing the sweet on this pizza. Nice. All right? fucking pineapple has no place on pizza. I will fight you. All right? Uh anyways, um we've got uh one more guys. First place uh is is almost like uh it's almost like uh, uh. but I mean it is what it is. Guys, it's pepperoni. All right? Pepperoni is the number 1 pizza topping on my list. Why? Uh cuz it's fucking classic. It's also now it's also showing up with, with some of the salt and everything like that. Like, like bacon. All right. Pepperoni is a lesser extent bacon. It's got some saltiness, a little bit of fat in it when you cook it. Right. So you're getting fat, you're getting salt. It's doing its job. You got to think when you put something on pizza, what is it bringing to the show? I like putting spinach and shit on my pizza too. I'll put spinach on, you know, and, and ham and, and fucking steak and chicken. Like there's a lot of stuff that you can put on, but I'm talking like, you know, if I'm going to make a, a, a za and I got five toppings, everything I've listed here will go together. Edges, bacon, pepperoni, pokey pig, uh, pepperoni will, um, will bring the salt. will bring the fat. All right. It's, it's checking off two of the boxes. I will say pepperoni also goes on the list as number one, because it is, it is the only, only pizza that's named after it. You know what I mean? Like it's the only pizza that exists out there that is literally named after the one topping that goes on it. As much as I advocate pineapple, you don't go, Hey, I'll take a pineapple pizza. No, you'll take a Hawaiian. You know, or you'll do something else and you'll add Hawaiian to it. When you want mushrooms, green peppers, and pepperoni, hey, I'll take combination, right? I'll have meat lovers, right? And then it's up to whatever place, to whatever meat they're going to put on there. Combo, vegetarian, Greek, all the international, barbecue chicken, like n- nothing gets it, you know, but when you get, I'll take a pepperoni pizza. That's the kind of pizza. The one topping right in the name, pepperoni stands alone. It is the Michael Jordan of pizza toppings, all right? And if you're like, but I don't, I'm a vegetarian, I don't like pepperoni, fine. You also don't like the game. What are you, what are you coming into fucking pizzas of? Can I just have a piece of bread with some, like, if we could just do some, like, cashew cheese on it, like, cashew cheese, and then let's do,
1: like, a, like, a low acidic, you know, kind of,
0: um, like, margarita, just a little bit of tomato sauce on it, and just, and just glut- and gluten-free crusts, please. If we could just, no, I love pizza too. As long as it's not pizza. What? That's what I'm saying. Pepperoni. You're in pepper. As soon as you go pizza, you're in pepperoni's house. All right. It's very likely to be on more than 50% of the the pizza combinations that are out there. It stands alone and does not disappoint. Right. When's the last time you had a pepperoni pizza? You're like, sure. It'd be nice stuff. Those people are like, but can we just put something green on it? Get the fuck out of my house. How about that? If you want green, you can go outside and grab a handful of grass off my lawn and throw it on your slice once it's on your plate. All right? If you wanted salad, why did we order a pizza? They have salads at the pizza house. I asked you what you wanted. You said you were good with anything. I ordered anything. Guess what? I ordered the MVP. That's what I did. And you are now upset with it. Anyways, guys, pepperoni. I'm trying to to give more, more talk time to pepperoni, but you get it. It's the Michael Jordan of pizza. The Michael Jordan of toppings, that's all you need. And you're like, okay, great. If that's one, if I got the the number one draft pick of pizza p- toppings, you're not that asshole who's sitting over on the side being like, oh, I got water chestnuts or whatever it is. What is? What do they put on the that? artichokes? That's what I was. Just, water crest, water chestnuts, whatever. No, it's like I got artichokes. I was, I was in the fourth round, fourth round. My pick was artichokes for toppings, right? You know, I like spinach on my pizza, but spinach is not getting drafted first overall. It's not, you know what I mean? And that first round, if you know anything, you're going meat, 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 right? Like if you were, if even the, even the most veganist of vegans would have to know that if you go first pick, right, if toppings or are, are players in that first round, you feel like I want anyone to like my pizza. You know what I mean? You don't be like, oh, I'm just going to, oh, what, what, uh, did anyone pick black olives first? No one did. Oh, okay. No, no. They went bacon, pepperoni, bacon, ham, sausage. All the meats came off the fucking, the row first, first round. And then the second one, you might get your tomatoes, green peppers, pineapples, mushrooms. Fuck it. I would, I might even draft pineapple first and be like, I'm sure there'll be some meat left. I'll pick that up. Cause I'll throw it with pineapple and it'll do its job. You know what I mean? Pine- pineapple is there, man. I think they're like, um, they're almost like a Kanye West, but not so much. Kanye's got too much market share. I was going to say like Randy Moss, but I'm dating myself a little bit, where it's like, you know, a lot of people don't like it, but you know, it's a fucking strong player. You know what I mean? The uh, Ty Domi, that's, a, that's like a very Canadian reference, and it's also hockey, so a lot of Americans won't get it. But who's a player that nobody fucking likes? Kobe Bryant for a while. You know, a lot of people didn't like him. It's the Nickelback. Of pizza toppings everyone acts like they hate them but there's a lot of fucking people who like it you know i'm just saying pineapple pineapple is a powerhouse and i think that that the fucking pizza hipsters want to hate on pineapple it has no place you have no place in this discussion if you're going to say something that stupid how about that that's my new response that pineapple has no place on pizza you have no place in this discussion that's right make a fat man angry about pizza. All right, guys, that's my top five. Mark has an email, though. Mark has sent in his list. Oh, and we've crossed the hour-long mark. Who knew I could talk for 20 minutes about pizza toppings? (laughs) Mark Forrester, my buddy, Mark has said, good afternoon, Mr. Williams, Longtime listener, first time contributor. That's not true. Mark, you've emailed before. You made me watch that horrible fucking microwave movie. Um, I'd like to weigh in on last week's request for top five pizza toppings. I'm sure that my opinions on pizza toppings will cause much controversy, but I feel that it is discussion long overdue. Good. Uh, While I'm sure many people will spout off the obvious toppings like green pepper, mushrooms, pepperoni, and of course, bacon, that sacred cow of any good Christian. I would like to put forth the following top five pizza toppings in particular order. Number five, chicken, Uh, a chicken pizza with barbecue sauce, sauce of any kind, including barbecue is not a topping. Nope. That's not true. Mark. I have established that if you are adding flavors, that is the whole point of a topping. It is not texture only. So I'm, I'm going to say that you, it's a a foul. You got to do chicken. If you got to do chicken or just barbecue as one of these, you'll have to come back and say which one you want. I'm going to go with chicken. Now I will say if you pre-barbecue, if you take the chicken in advance and cover it in barbecue sauce and cook it and grill it and then chop it up and it's got some of that sauce lingering, I'll allow that. But you don't get to drop the chicken on and then drizzle barbecue sauce all over the pizza. That is that is now a barbecue chicken pizza. That is two toppings listed, foul, flag on the play. Uh, any kind, including barbecue is not a topping that is not true, uh, is a great way to spend a lazy summer afternoon with friends. I've shared many a chicken pizza with friends forming fond memories. Number four, pineapple ding, ding, ding. Absolutely correct. While adding pineapple to pizza has been controversial since its creation, I wouldn't be a proud Canadian if I didn't add this to the list. Plus it tastes delicious. It is amazing for all the reasons I listed before. And then you say numbers three, two, and one, I'll put together as if they all have the same reasoning. Tomatoes, green olives, and lastly, artichokes. Oh, you artichoke bastard. Um, These three toppings on a pizza make for a light meal and and makes me feel good about myself. Uh, I'd like to put forth, okay, so I don't like tomatoes at all. Um, and I, you know, I'm not a big fan of green olives. However, at least Mark, what he's doing here at the tomatoes is he's going acidity. He's going green olives for salt. Holy fuck salt. And lastly, artichokes don't really know what artichokes are, but maybe that's just, you know, community service or something. Um, <laughs> these three toppings on a pizza make for light meal makes me feel good about myself. Absolutely. Uh, I'd like to put forth a top five suggestion of my own. My son Thomas and I had a discussion on the top five animal tales we would prefer and wanted to get your take. So Mark has given me a list of five animal tales. Now I'm going to read you to them because that's the deal. I, I don't save the emails or, 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 you know, segment them. So I'm going to read the email that he sent. Um, but I guess I'm going to try to have it. Not, I didn't, I have not read this yet. I read his, his pizza toppings earlier, um, but I've not read the animal tales cause I'm worried about them influencing me, but I will still add the top five animal tales to my list and I will read yours now. So number five, Mark says kangaroo tail. We feel that a kangaroo tail would help with balance with things like, uh, reenacting scenes from the matrix movie. That's funny. Like you can lean back on it. Like it's all, almost uh, your own recliner. You just lean back, let the tail hold you up. Number four, peacock tail, although a peacock tail wouldn't have much particular use, it would draw attention and looking awesome. So just it's it's basically the same reason that a peacock would have it, right? It's to, it's for bling flare. Number three, dog tail. A great way to have nonverbal communication. Yeah, I I that one was even when, I, when you suggested because Mark did call me and said I had an idea for the animal tails one. I was like, yeah, I didn't have the list yet, but I was like, dog tails great because it's like a lie detector for when you're in a good mood or or sad or scared. Right, tuck the tail underneath. People know you're afraid or you're or you're sad. When it's wagging, they know you're happy. It's, uh, it is definitely a non-communication or, or sorry, non-verbal communication, uh, tell tell tale, huh? Monkey tail. This would have the most practical applications like swinging from objects or used as an additional appendage. I definitely would fuck with monkey. tail. Like I might have to steal some of them, not cause I couldn't think of them, but they would be to those two right there would definitely be the two that I thought of. Um, and firstly, number one, fish tail, because we both like, That's right. Yes, that's true. You guys are big scuba divers. Fishtail, because we both like to scuba dive, a fishtail would help us explore underwater easier and with less effort. Keep up the great work and fighting the good fight. Your faithful listener, Mark. Mark, you thank Mark you. Mark, thank you for the email. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Always, always, always a pleasure uh, getting those. Um I've already established next week's top 5 so I will add yours to my list and we will get back to the, the, fail, the tail ones and maybe it'll make uh give me a chance to to replace dog and monkey tail even though I like those a lot. Uh, I'll also have to spend some time uh doing some just animal tail research to see what I might want. Um next week's top 5 so anyone who wants to uh, contribute contact at onemanpodcast.com. Next week's top 5 uh was submitted by Izzy a while back which is uh top 5 small things that bring me joy. Um, I've already got some things in mind, uh, almost to the point where I'm going to worry that like, oh, I'm going to miss so many things. But what I like to do over the course of the week is I'll just have a list where I just keep writing every idea I have for it down. And then before I record the podcast, I, uh, I, I distill it down to the five that end up making the cut. So there was pizza toppings that I really liked that didn't make the cut. I felt kind of hacky and lame putting things like bacon and pineapple or sorry, bacon and pepperoni on the list. But realistically, I'm like, you know what though? Like the top five things that I would want on a pizza are on this list. So whether I do them every single time or whatever, like, you know, I would put these five on every single pizza that I eat, not even a moment's hesitation. Um, so next week's top five small things that bring me joy. Um, I'm going to burn. Ooh, do I want to burn one? I don't want to burn one. I'm just trying to give you guys an examples if you decide to, to, to come in like, um, yeah, I got, I've only got two in mind right now and I don't want to burn one of them because who knows, maybe I won't be able to think maybe I'm a miserable fuck and I can't even come up with five little things that bring me joy. Um, well, this is one that wouldn't make a lot of sense. Uh, morning pee, just like the, like that relief feeling of just having your morning pee, like as much as it's, you know, it doesn't bring me joy where I fucking jump out of the bathroom and click my heels together, but I definitely enjoy the morning. uh, I feel good after morning pee, but then there's other things too, right? So little, little treats, little pick me ups. If you're out and about and you grab some. Yeah, I want that. All sorts of little joyous things, but I will, I will have that for you guys next week. Top five things, top top five small things that bring me joy. Uh, Hope you guys had a great week. Uh, Sorry. hope, Hope you have a great week. Um I look forward to uh you know sharing some more information with you guys I really hope to to let you know that that good news has come through and everything is great we're right as rain and and keep you updated as to the the steps I'm taking towards bringing this podcast to video format as well um it really is going to be a thing about figuring out what is the fastest way to do it because if it takes me 4 hours every week to edit a video podcast you know most of my listens, if, if not the vast majority of my lessons are still audio only format Podbean, Apple podcasts, they will all continue to be audio only. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll bring it video and, uh, and, you know, maybe you guys will watch that on YouTube. We'll hopefully see the YouTube numbers go up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And I, uh, I'm looking forward to, to telling you guys about that. And of course, talking to you again soon.
1: Hey, Go! i pray. I pray.